You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Election College, Episode 15, The Election of 1828. In this episode of Election College, we're going to kiss some babies and sling some mud. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks. But did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Hey everybody, I'm Ben Smith. And I'm Jason Goff. And we thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Election College. Let's get into it. So last episode, Jason, got a little little bit, well, a lot crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a tad bit crazy. Yeah. Andrew Jackson wins the popular vote, and then, you know, he also kind of gets more electoral votes than any other candidate. And then he... He doesn't win. He got screwed. Man, they sent it <laughs> off to the House of Representatives, and the House is like, okay, so let's see. The majority of people want Andrew Jackson, and the majority of uh, electors voted for Andrew Jackson, so I guess that means John Quincy Adams is president. Yeah, so the big Q. You're off to a pretty shaky start <laughs> when you win an election like that. Yeah, he's probably not got a ton of friends, or at least... Definitely have a lot of enemies, I guess you could say. Yeah. So you want to talk about the Q a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. We didn't talk about him a whole lot during his glory episode where he won the election. So we'll talk about him now. He was the son. I think we did mention this. The son of his rotundity, John Adams, one of our best buds. And he wasn't just the son as if like he's sitting in dad's basement and just waiting to emerge as a superstar on the political scene. He actually was a senator and a diplomat and a member of the House of Representatives. And he negotiated a lot of different treaties, like we mentioned in last episode. Hey, wouldn't that be kind of weird or cool or fun? I don't know. I I don't know exactly the crossover, but I would imagine he was probably serving in some form as a politician while his father was president. Yeah, I wonder if that was, I wonder if he did try to use the Quincy a lot. <laughs> Dad, not right now. I'm busy. <laughs> well, I'm the president, son. <laughs> well, uh, Q was the first president that we know of. There's, there's a little bit of controversy, but probably the first president to have his photograph taken. And definitely he's the first president we have a photograph of still. So that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And he was the first president to go to the barber regularly. Uh, he actually had a shorter haircut <laughs> instead of the long hair that would be tied up like, well, like you had a big bun on the top of your head, guys. Yeah. No more wigs either. So, uh, he was the first president who wore long trousers 
instead of uh, uh britches or breeches. <laughs> so, do you like how we've reduced this man's entire life down to a series of short facts that entertain us? I... We do. We think that's fun. <laughs> Put some pants on, boy. So, <laughs> he actually, this is really cool, Ben. He had a diary all the way Dad, back. I'm not wearing these knickers. <laughs> So he had a diary all the way from the age of 11 years old, and he documented many things that were relevant to early American history. And historians still use his diary as a reference for many things. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I think I've tried to like journal or diary or whatever you want to call it a couple of times, and it goes really well for a set period of time. And then all of a sudden I just quit. And then maybe I'll start up again later. And so imagine if I was John Adams and I had done that. And now historians are trying to use my, oh man, what happens if this does happen? Historians are trying to use my diary <laughs> to figure out what went on. And it's like, well, today I met a new friend at school. <laughs> right. And then the next one's like, I was elected president. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what happened in this Ben Smith's life? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I wonder what it would have been like if he had Snapchat or. Twitter or something like that. We will find out in years to come whenever those types of things are history. So Q takes office in 1825, and guess what? In just a few months, Andy Jack is like, hey, I'm popular, and I should be president, so I'm going to run again. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty bitter. Uh, this is, He really, from the get-go, decides I should have been president. Uh, this corrupt deal that happened, this corrupt bargain that happened, is proof that this was all a big game to everyone. I'm going to be president and I'm going to start campaigning right now. I'm sure Q was loving that. He was just <laughs> basking in the victory of being elected by the house and Andy Jack is all up in his business. <laughs> yeah. And all, all Andy Jack's supporters, uh, as they're organizing, call themselves Democrats. Remember, there's a lot of these names we've been calling the parties or made up uh, in the future. But this is kind of the first one where they say, we're Democrats. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because that's actually the birth of what becomes the Democratic Party. It's like the Democratic Party in utero. I said in utero. Yeah, in utero. Yeah, I can't really say it. In utero. There you go. Well, Quincy's supporters, Q, our buddy called themselves the National Republicans. And I I don't know what you think, Jason, but the National Republicans, like, did we not have a better a better thing to come up with? Yeah, just I don't know. One word. And these are not to be confused with the Republicans. These are the National Republicans. Big difference. Even the Democrats at that time are a lot different than Democrats now. I mean almost almost a whole reversal of, of thinking to some extent. Yeah. Hey, Ben. Yeah. All of this talking about Republicans and Democrats. Are you ready to sling some mud? Oh, it wouldn't be a good political conversation if we didn't. And what better way to sling some mud than to talk bad about somebody's personal life? Uh huh. Yep. And what better way to talk bad about somebody's personal life than to say, Hey, that lady you married, remember like 30 years ago? Yeah. She was divorced, yet the papers were never signed. So your marriage of 30 years is 
not legitimate. Hey, don't you talk about my wife like that. <laughs> so the, yeah, Jack, Jackson actually had to get remarried <laughs> to his wife who he had been married to for a while once everything was finalized with her divorce. Yeah. So Q's campaign is having a field day with this. Uh, Charles Hammond, he, um, had a, a publication called the Cincinnati Gazette. He asked, quote, ought a convicted adulteress and her paramour husband be placed in the highest offices of this free and Christian land? Ouch. I can guarantee you, because history documents it, that <laughs> Jackson, Andy Jack, did not like his wife being talked about this way. Absolutely not. Yeah. And hey, what better way of differentiating yourself from your opponent by saying, Hey, Andy Jack, you're a slave trader and you buy and sell slaves and you move them around in defiance of any modern standards or morality. So he was not only attacked for merely owning slaves and using them in his plantation, but there were handbills actually distributed that attacked Jackson, Andy Jack, for his court uh, marshals. And he executed deserters and he massacred Indian villagers and he liked to duel a lot too. So <laughs> what a nasty Man. guy. Yeah. I mean, much respect to a, to a past president of our esteemed country, but dude, what, what are you up to? <laughs> like I would probably have handed out handbills against you too. Yeah. A lot of this stuff seems pretty gross. While we're doing all this mudslinging, it seems like everything is against Jackson, but nope, not the case. Q is charged. Uh, well, he, at one point he was the minister to Russia and they say that when he was there, he gave up this American servant girl to the quote appetites of the czar. And I'll let you interpret what that means, but basically not good that he would do that if he did that, that. rascal and. Yeah, and then Adams also was accused of using funds that were public funds to buy gambling devices for his residence, for the presidential residence, uh, the White House. Turns out, years later, they, f they find out they go in and read these things, and it's really just a chess set in the pool table. But those were looked at poorly among many Americans, and in reality, if you just say gambling devices, say no more. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Both of these characters, just think, one of them is going to emerge as the president. Yikes. <laughs> so this is really the birth of modern campaigning. Um, Andy Jack was all about kissing babies and having picnics and lots of other traditions that are carried on until this day were started by old Hickory himself, Andy Jack. You know what's a really good tradition, Jason? Um a barbecue where there's a baby that I like that I can kiss. Well, that's probably a good tradition, but I was also thinking of saying that someone popular supports you. Oh yeah. And in this case, why not Thomas Jefferson? Oh yeah. TJ. Yeah. He's a pretty popular guy still. I mean, if people still know who he is, he's a past president and heck, he's still alive all the way through. 1826. Yeah, got a little bit of time with him. What happens after he after he dies? It's legendary. What? <laughs> legendary as in, <laughs> hey, did you hear that legend about what TJ said about me? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Both Adams and Jackson's supporters say that Jefferson would have been behind their candidate. So, I mean, obviously it can't be true for both of them, right? But that's what they both claimed. Even the pro-Adams people, they were portraying Jackson as the rough military type, right? And and they said that Jefferson was basically like, hey, Andy Jack is a big meathead military guy. He's not worthy to lead our country. Rough, rough. Yeah. Being called a meathead is never a good time. I made that up. <laughs> well, let's just talk about the election. Adams pretty much wins the same states that his dad wins in 1800. So, I mean, let's see if uh, if the old John Adams, his rotundity, wins some states in 1800, and then his son wins them in 1824, that should mean they both win. So, I guess Q's our new president. Not if there are more states. Oh. And so, right. yeah, Andy Jack wins by a landslide. It's like 178 electoral votes to 83. That's 56% of the popular vote. Andy Jack is the undisputed champion. I think he might have even had Queen come uh, at the <laughs> hotel where he was having his election night party. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's right. Yeah, I think I saw that uh, somewhere. Well, he wins, but not without some personal tragedy happening. Uh, remember, everybody's kind of attacking J- uh, Jackson and definitely kind of attacking his wife. And her name's Rachel. She, throughout the campaign, is having some chest pains. And whenever people start attacking her marriage, she really gets more and more agitated and probably a lot of anxiety going on. And she actually became ill and died on December 22nd of 1828. So this is after the popular vote, but before the actual electoral ballots were cast. So you can imagine Jackson's like, okay, I think I'm going to win. And at the same time, like, okay, this is not a good situation, obviously. Yeah. And Andy Jack is accusing Q's campaign and really even Henry Clay of being responsible for her death. He was quoted as saying, this is Andy Jack said, I can and do forgive all of my enemies, but those vile wretches who have slandered her must look to God for mercy. Wow. He definitely, uh, it really affected him. We know that he wore a locket with his picture, or I'm sorry, with her picture in it, uh, for the rest of his life. And so, man, if there was any kind of actual truth to the fact that it, it was possibly caused by attacks on the marriage and some some stress it caused her. Not great. Definitely not great. Yeah, just absolutely nuts. Hey, Ben, when the results of the election were announced, uh-huh. a mob actually entered the White House and damaged furniture and lighting. Uh, Q actually escaped through the back. Uh, he escaped, but... Wow, pretty crazy <laughs> stuff, you know? Can you imagine if that would happen today? Yeah. I mean, you'd get to the gates. Well, hopefully, you'd get to the gates and run through the gates, and all of a sudden, you'd be shot. Uh, hopefully, that would, you know, somebody tried to rush the Capitol or the the presidential house. But back then, no. They just, you know, you could just walk on up, knock on the door. Hey, is president home? Absolutely crazy. Hey, those Adams, when they lose, uh, no sour grapes, right? Oh, no, they would 
they would never be bitter. So Q doesn't show up to Andy Jack's inauguration, just like his dad didn't show up to TJ's. Yeah, they're like two of three, I think, uh, in history that don't show up to the inauguration of the person who beat them. Pretty rough. Pretty rough. Yeah. So that's about it for this election. Um, oh, one more thing. Um, the uh, vice president. Obviously, you know, Adams has his vice president, so he, he can't become vice president for, for Andrew Jackson. That would just be ridiculous, right? Yeah, bitter enemies, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Except that John Calhoun was a smart enough guy that he figured out how to get Jackson to let him stay on his ticket, and he wins, and he serves under two different presidents. Brilliant. One of only two vice presidents to do so. Crazy. 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 Anything else about this election? I just wanted to mention that if you, like me, think Andrew Jackson's a really interesting character, uh, there's a book about the... Life and Times of Andrew Jackson, called Andrew Jackson, His Life and Times, and talks about how he's the first real common man to become the president, really becomes the the spirit of the nation. You can find that book in our show notes at, on Amazon, or if you want to listen to it as an audio book, we can give you the option to do that for free at electioncollege.com slash audible. Audible is a, an audio book service. If you just head over to that link, you can sign up and get a free month and a free book. And I definitely recommend Andrew Jackson, His Life and Times. Uh, it is on my list of books probably for next month. Yay, Audible. And yay, Ben, for listening to Audible. I love Audible, man. I'm I, not just saying that because it's a, it's a sponsor. I legitimately listen to tons of podcasts and tons of audiobooks because I drive like a ridiculous amount. Hey, Ben. Yes, Jason. Speaking of driving around, how does your car smell? It it smells nice. It does. Good. Hey, there's a guy out there named Sergio. Uh huh. He smells nice. Does he? Yeah. Sergio smells nice. He reviewed Election College on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> that was really nice of Sergio. I appreciate that, yeah. Sergio. What what did he say? He's the kind of guy you'd want to commute with, and he says these guys give brief, entertaining, and educational lessons on American history. The hosts make the show a lot of fun. Wish they were around to teach me history when I was in school. Nice. That's a pretty cool review. If you also would like us to be your teachers and wish we would have been, you can head over to iTunes to let us know how cool you think we are and how easy we make things to be learned. You can go to, if you want a short link to that, electioncollege.com slash review. That'd be so awesome. iTunes reviews legitimately do really help us out. It would. I'm making my hands in the shape of a heart and putting it over my heart when I think of people who give us reviews. I also want to let people know that we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Election College. If there's another social media platform out there that we would be relevant on, we're probably on it too. Just check us out. Just search for Election College and you're bound to find us yeah. on whatever platform you're on. We're there. Just Google Election College Podcast. I think that's everything we have. I'm going to sign off and say thanks very much for listening. This is Ben. This is Jason. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.